Welcome to the Community Hope Podcast. We exist to share hope with more people in more places. For more information on this podcast or our church, please visit communityhope.org. Now stay tuned for our Sermon of the Week. He descends like a dove and baptizes fire. He comforts, guides, and corrects. He is the spirit of life, the essence of truth, the voice of God. And when you are alone, lost, and afraid, He will carry you home. our final installment in a series that we have called The Ghost. And uh, we've been talking about the principle or the, who is the Holy Spirit. And so I, I feel like that we need to do just a little bit of a recap. If you haven't been able to be with us, I want to ch- challenge you, would you go online and check out some of those messages? But I feel like we need a little bit of a recap so you can understand the foundation that we've laid for where we're going to be moving today. Because Christians believe in a concept known as the Trinity. The Trinity can be a, it's, it's a mystery to us, but it's, it's something that I, that I want you to see because it's foundational to what we're going to talk about today. We believe in a principle called the Trinity. We believe that there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There isn't three gods. There's one God, but he exists in three persons. And we have somewhat of a concept of God the Holy of God the Father. We have somewhat of a concept of God the Son, Jesus, but God the Holy Spirit can be a mystery to us so often. And so today I want to talk about who the Holy Spirit is and, and what He wants to do in our lives. Because today I really want to answer the question is so, but what's the point? Why would I want to go deeper in my relationship with this kind of mysterious thing? The way that we seem to tend to describe it, well, the Holy Spirit isn't a thing. He's not an it. Just like Jesus is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person. And today we're going to talk about who he is and and the mystery that exists behind that. So week number one, we talked about what does the Holy Spirit desire to do in our lives? The first thing we said is that the Holy Spirit desires to comfort us. Because we all know that life is quite often a battle. The word comfort means to actually come alongside of us. And you see this happen in our world all the time. Whenever there's a tragedy, it seems like no one is no longer an atheist. Now, all of a sudden, we, we want to pray and we want to invite God in because we come to the end of ourselves. And the hurt and the pain is so great that we say, well, I, I need God. I need God. That's a lot of times in the military, they'll say there's no atheist in a foxhole. You know, once, once bullets start flying, all of a sudden everyone believes. And so we want that Holy Spirit as a comforter, someone who is walking. We want God to walk alongside with us. But it's more than that. It's deeper than that. He's not only there to comfort us, but he's also there to counsel us. If you've ever had a sense that God is leading and guiding and directing you, saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's a real thing, that the Holy Spirit really does want to lead and guide your life. He's there to counsel you. But the final thing that we talked about is this, is that he's also there to 
convict. He's there to convict us because the illustration that I have before you that I've showed you before is this, that there's different levels of interaction that we have with the Holy Spirit. Here's, here's level number one. I don't care if this was the first time that you walked into church. I've talked to people and they've said, well, I can't come to your church if I did. Lightning would strike the place, okay? If that's you, no lightning hit today, so we're all good, all right? So it's okay. But God's word says that the Holy Spirit, so the water's gonna represent the Holy Spirit, the sponge is gonna represent us as human beings. That the Holy Spirit is with every single human being on this planet. That's why every single human being has this innate sense of right and wrong. It's like it's just born into us. My son, at two and a half years old, is already experiencing this. If you've ever had a two-year-old, you know what happens, okay? It's like he'll hit me, and then he'll look at me like, uh-oh, I just did something wrong. It's like we, we, know, we, we know this intuitively, that there's, there's just this innate sense of, of right and wrong. That's the Holy Spirit. He's there convicting us, or just reminding us that there really is right and wrong. And he's there to do what? He's reminding us that to that, that sin, we need a savior. And so he also actually wants to draw us into a deeper level. And so that's level number one. And so many of you have said, I want to invite God into my life. And so that is what happens. When you invite God in, that's exactly what happens. The Holy Spirit comes and he lives on the inside of you. So that's level number two. So you have, we have the Holy Spirit with us. But when we invite God in, the Holy Spirit actually comes and lives on the inside of us. But we said that there's actually even a deeper level. It's this principle called baptism. Baptism is something we're going to experience today of water baptism, but there's a, there's a level of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptism means to be immersed, be completely soaked or saturated in the Holy Spirit. And my, I have one goal today. I'm just going to tell you it up front. My goal is, is that whatever level your interaction is with God, I want to try to invite you into a deeper level of interaction with him. If you're here today and you're like, hey, I just slipped in the back because I, I mean, a friend of mine is getting baptized. You know, just leave me alone. I'll slip out and I won't be back again until Christmas, okay? That's okay. We still love you. But I'm telling you that if this is the level where you've stopped at, they're missing out on so much greater that God wants you to experience, that he has a depth of experience for you, that he wants for your lives. He, he's calling you today. Would you step into this level? Will you actually invite him in? I say this just about every week. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not kick down the door to your heart. God will not override your will. He will not put you in a headlock. The Bible says he stands at the door of your heart and he knocks and he waits for you to open the door. He will not override your will. So would you step into that level? But then today, I want to talk about there's an even deeper level. You've experienced, you've invited God into your life, but then there's this principle of being baptized or soaked, saturated, immersed in the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk about the different, there's a different purpose for this and this is something that I didn't quite understand I did not quite understand what this was like see because I don't know what your experience is but my experience was this I was a church kid okay I was born on Saturday and I was in church on Sunday and I guarantee I was never late because that was my life my grandpa was the pastor of the church 
And so I got to sit in a nice hard pew, and if I ever acted up, oh, I ever got, I got pinched. Did everyone ever get pinched? It's like, that's of the devil right there. I am convinced. I don't care how much I'm acting up. I do not deserve to be pinched right now. Like, what, what in the world? But I, growing up in the Pentecostal Assemblies of God Church my entire life, I heard all about this. I heard about the Holy Spirit. I heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I heard, I seen it all, heard it all, did it all. And so at 11, 12 years old, I said, I want, if God has it, I want it. But what I didn't understand was the purpose of it. I thought it was for me. I thought stepping into this relationship, uh, the, the depth of this relationship was all for me so that I could just have this warm, fuzzy, awesome experience with God. But see, what I, I didn't understand the purpose of this. There's, there's a purpose here, but there's a purpose here as well. This is what God's word says in the book of John. He says that, Jesus says that when you invite me in, he said, my spirit will become like a spring or well that will give you eternal life. That was another principle I didn't understand. I thought eternal life meant, well, when I die and people come to my funeral, they can be assured that I'm going to go to heaven. That's what I always thought eternal life meant. I didn't realize Eternal life was something that I could experience right now, today. That God has a deeper, richer version of life that I can step into. Without him, I won't experience. I guarantee you, I am a better husband with God in my life than without. I'm a better father with him in my life than without. I'm a better human being with God in my life than without him. Because I just know me. Without God, I think I'd be a grade-A jerk. Okay, there's no other amen, so apparently no one else would be a grade-A jerk without God. That's okay. It's just me. We'll, we'll have some counseling for me today. That's okay. I'm a better human being with God in my life. Why? Because I've tapped into this spring that he talks about, this well that's allowing me to experience eternal life right here, right now. But here's what I want you to see is, you know, a well... I grew up out in the country a well. That was not one of those old school wells, you know, like with the, with the bucket and the crane you would turn down. I'm not quite that old. But we had a well. And here's what I know about a well is a well is private property. It's private property. I can build a fence around it. And I can say it's all mine. When you step from here into a relationship with God, God's spirit living inside of you is for your benefit. It's to benefit you. It's to comfort you. It's to counsel you. It's to correct you. It's to make you experience a better, deeper, richer version of life. But see, this is what I didn't understand was what this was all about. This baptism was all about. I, again, I thought this was for me. But Jesus also said, he said, when I leave, I'm going to send the comforter. And you are going to experience the Holy Spirit. And he is going to be like a, he said, rivers of living water will flow from your heart. There's a difference between a well and a river. A well is private property. I can build a fence around it, and I can say, it's all mine. In fact, that's our approach in America. Like, well, that's his business. That's between him and God. Like, we don't, that's, that's, that's your business. And to some level, that's true. But when you step into this depth, see, a river, I don't care if you own property down by the river. You don't get to put a sign and a fence up and say, hey, I own the river. Good luck doing that. You'll get arrested. A, a, a river is public domain. It's for the enrichment of 
everyone. And so that river that's flowing out of you is for the benefit of other people. It's for other people's benefit. And so that's why I knew as a pastor, I had to step here. I had to. Because I, every person, I, have, I feel like every person who comes up to interact with me, what, what are they wanting? They're wanting me to fill up their cup. Well, I do this for so long, and guess what happens? I get dried out. This happened to me just last night. Something's going on in our family. I was so discouraged. See, I come in here every Saturday night, and I practice this sermon to the empty auditorium. I was so discouraged last night. I said, God, how can I do this? How can I get up in front of those people and preach this stuff? I'm struggling. I'm hurting right now. So you know what I did? I reached out to a good friend of mine who I know is filled with the Spirit. And I said, man, I need you to pray for me because I'm hurting right now. I'm struggling. I'm discouraged. Guess what I needed? I needed to be around somebody else that could give me a little bit of the extra that they had. That's the purpose of this. The purpose of you getting to the point where you're filled up with God is that when other people bump into you, here's the thing is, whatever you're filled up with, when people bump into you, it's going to flow out. If you're filled up with bitterness, guess what's going to flow out? You're filled up with anger, you bump into somebody else, guess what's going to flow out? You're filled up with hatred, that's what's going to flow out. But when you're filled up with God, when you're filled up with his love, his compassion, and you bump into somebody else, something different is going to flow out. And this is what I got to have. I have to exist here. I have to live here because if I don't, you leave this sponge out of the water long enough, it becomes dried up like this. It's just like a brick, okay? And God is saying, let us step into something deeper. All right, have we got our, our PowerPoint issues resolved? No, okay, that's all right. I'll just, keep, I'll, just, I'll just stay over here. Just ignore what's going on back here. I could tell some of you are trying, like, don't, just look, don't look, just look away. Just look away. Just, just look at him. I'm going to ignore what's happening on the screen. We're just here to prove to you that it's not about perfection, okay? It's about progress. Sometimes technology just fights you. But my challenge to you today is is to ask you, would you consider inviting God into a deeper level of your life? Because so many people exist here and and we come to God when there's a crisis. Or you can step into a deeper level where God is with you every single moment of every day. And he's there to enrich your life. But there are some of us, we've actually said, I want to go to the place where when I bump into other people, that there's something that spills out of me. Something that spills out of me. And there's another example of this is even the Holy Spirit even actually wants to help us in the way we pray. Romans talks about this. So there's there's experiences that we have in life where we don't know how to pray. Ever been there where you, you know you should talk to God, but you're not even really sure what to say? Again, if you're not, maybe you should come up and preach this sermon because I've been there many times where it's like, God, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm so much at a loss. God's word says that his Holy Spirit will actually pray through us. He will intercede for us with groanings too deep for words is how Paul put it. That he will act, because there's times in my life 
where I'm just so at the end of my rope, it's like, God, I, this is, have you ever come to God with this kind of a prayer? Ugh. Do you realize God even hears those prayers? Groanings? Ugh. God, help me. That's how good God is. He even hears our groanings. He hears our groanings. That's how active the Holy Spirit wants to be in your life. He wants to comfort you. He wants to count you. He wants to lead and guide and direct you. So there, there really is a point where I'm going with all of this. Again, let me recap. I don't care where you're at on this continuum, okay? If you've never invited God in, today I ask you, would you consider that? Because I, I, I don't just believe it. I know it down to the core of who I am. Jesus said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Give your life to God and just watch what can happen. I don't promise you your life will be easier. I don't promise that your life will be mess-free and cleaner. I don't promise you any of that. But I do promise you this. I promise that God will then come and actually live on the inside of you. If he has not living on the inside of you yet, it's because he hasn't received an invitation. He receives an invitation from you and he steps in. And here's the good news that I want you to see. No one is disqualified from this. I know the church may have led you wrong, but no one's disqualified from any of this. Let me give you a primary example. How many of you know, I know that not everybody exists in pop culture, but how many of you know who Kanye West is? Raise your hand at me. Raise your hand at me if you know who Kanye West is, okay? Kanye West has just released an album. If you listen to the album, front to back, begin to end, it's called Jesus is King, and every word in it is about Jesus being Lord. And he's getting flack from both sides, from Hollywood and from Christians. Because Christians are folding their arms and going, Kanye West, <laughs> right. He ain't a real Christian. I think it's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I'll get, be, this may surprise you, but I don't know Kanye West. <laughs> we ain't tight. We don't roll together. Okay, I've never met the man. I have no clue how genuine his faith is because I don't live with him. I have no clue. But if someone stands up on a public platform and said, I've given my heart and life to Jesus Christ, I just say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Instead of being Pharisees and closing our arms saying, well, yeah, right. Kanye West, whatever. That's the most prideful, arrogant thing I've ever heard. Because you know what we pretend? We pretend like Kanye West's sins are worse than my, or, or way worse than my sins, and God would accept me because I'm not that bad. But Kanye, whoo! And I get it. When Paul converted, Paul, the guy who used to kill Christians, when he raised his hand and said, I'm a Christian, all the Christians said, now wait a minute. Like a few minutes ago, you were throwing us in jail, and now you're one of us? I'm not so sure about this. So I, I understand the skepticism, but I don't, what I don't like is the underlying message that somehow there are people that are too bad to get to God. It's a lie. It is an absolute lie. I don't care how filthy, dirty, stinking, rotten of a sinner you are, there's no sin that's worse than God's grace. That would be a great time for a clap right there. God's word says that the spirit would be received by everyone who believes. Say the word everyone. Everyone who believes. No one is disqualified from God's grace. You're not disqualified. Not a person you know is disqualified. 
if they would express faith in Jesus Christ, they could step into deeper relationship with him. And maybe you did that at some point in your life, but maybe you feel like you've fallen away. Jesus said that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you believe. You can go deeper. No one is disqualified from any of this. Your sin does not disqualify you from grace. In fact, guess what? Your sin is the only thing that qualifies you for grace. It's it. I need God's grace as desperately as any other human being on this planet needs it. And I'm so grateful that I serve a God who says no one is disqualified from any of this. So that's why we have said as a church that we are obsessed with one thing. It's sharing the hope of Jesus with more people in more places. You know why we're obsessed with more? Because Jesus is obsessed with more. He's not satisfied with anyone going to hell. Do you understand that? God did not create hell for you. He provided a way. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. No one. He said that he died so that anyone who could receive that gift of grace, anyone, if the, if the criminal being killed for his crimes, hanging on the cross, expresses faith in Jesus and Jesus accepts him, how much more so you and I? That is what the gospel is about from front to back. It's about more. God is not satisfied with anyone being separated from him. He is obsessed with more. He's obsessed with more. Because you know what? I have four kids. And we have lots of stories to tell you. Occasionally we've lost one here and there. Uh, you know, maybe you have stories to tell too. But when that happens, do you think I look at my wife and say, that's okay, I still got three of them. <laughs> that's a pretty callous father, isn't it? That's not your heavenly father either. He said, I'll leave the 99 to go chase the one. Because Jesus is obsessed with more. He's not satisfied with any human being being separated from him. And guess what? We as his church are not satisfied with it either. We are obsessed with more. We've said more people in more places. We'll never rest. We'll never stop. That's been our history from day one. When we met in someone's basement, we were obsessed with more. When we had to move and meet in the bank basement, we were obsessed with reaching more people. When we stepped out in faith and we bought this little drywall business over here and we started to fix it up, guess what? We were obsessed with more and we had to go to two service because it couldn't fit the people. And then we got the building next to it. And guess what? We continue to give and we continue to pray and we continue to believe God until finally we bought some farm ground back behind those two little buildings and we in faith said we got to be obsessed with more and so in faith we put up the shell of this building and in faith we laid the concrete and in faith we put up the walls why because we were obsessed with more we got to reach more people and we built this building and then we said it ain't big enough and so we stretched out the walls and we made it bigger why because we could we could walk around and say well look at our great facility no because we were obsessed with more there's still one more person that must be reached and I want you to know nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. We're still obsessed with more. We have to reach more. Because if you're here today and you've stepped into God's grace, aren't you glad God didn't stop before he got to you? Aren't you glad God said, oh, I gotta reach more? 
I've got to draw more. Aren't you glad God didn't stop before he got to you? If you're here today and you've never, you haven't stepped into that relationship, God won't stop. He's obsessed with more. And so that's why we as his followers, we're obsessed with more as well. We said we're going to share hope with more people in more places. Every missionary I bring in, I say, because there's another place that we got to go to. There's another place that deserves to hear about the message of Jesus Christ. More people in more places. That's what we've, who we've been since day one, and that's what the heartbeat of a heart. And so I ask you today, would you dream with me? Would you dream with me what community hope could do if every one of us were open to stepping into a deeper level of relationship with Jesus Christ? What could we do to impact Montezuma? What could we could do to impact this county and this state and our country and even the world? Because, again, I'm so grateful that I stepped into a place, into a movement, that I didn't have to grab the steering wheel and take it in a dramatically different direction. I came in, I said, that church is going exactly where I want to take them. Let's push the gas even harder. Let's go further. Let's go faster. Because from day one, Community Hope has said, our heart is global. We're not going to be just about Montezuma. We are going to be about the world. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be about the world. So when we met in a basement, when we met in a little drywall business, and we couldn't even afford to pay our pastor full time, we said, we are going to support a missionary. Because we're going to be about the world. We are going to be about the world. I remember Todd sharing this. He said, I wasn't even getting a full salary. And I looked at the money we're giving to missions. But God blessed us. That's why we've continued to grow. Why? Because we said we will be about the world. So I ask you, would you dream with me? What could, our, what could it look like if every one of us said, God, take me deeper? What would happen a church filled with people who are so filled up with God that it just flows out of them. Because here's what I want you to see, the purpose of abundance. If you can pull up that slide, the purpose of abundance is this. It's not for your benefit. It's for other people's benefit. And we got that all wrong in America in 2019. America 2019, this has been happening since the beginning of time. It's nothing new because it's America 2019, but that's what we do. We get our big old pile of more than enough, and we sit in it, and then we become obsessed with protecting it, and then we become obsessed with every morning getting up and going out and getting some more to add to that pile of more than enough. It doesn't matter what it is. If we have more than enough of it, guess what we're going to do? We're going to be wasteful with it. If you have more than enough time, what do you do with it? We waste it. If we have more than enough money, what do we do? We waste it. Anything we have more than enough of, we are tempted to waste it, and that's probably normally what we do. But the purpose of abundance, the purpose of more than enough, the purpose of having more than enough of the Holy Spirit in your life is not for your benefit, it's for other people's benefit. So that's the purpose of our more than enough. So the purpose of your more than enough is to bless other people. It's to bless others. And so I know that when I say that, some of you go, I ain't got more than enough. So look at that guy. He's got more than enough. I do not. Have you seen, do you see what I drove in today? I do not have more than enough. That guy's got more than enough. I would love to put you on a plane and take you to a third world country, which I've been to many times. And you look in their eyes and tell them that you don't have more than enough. Because they'll look at your life and go, Woo, you're rich. Because I've seen them. They live in these little 10 by 10 cement shacks, dirt floors. 
and they're the happiest people I've ever met. Why is that? We have more than enough, I assure you. Now, now I know you know people in your life that have more than you do, but that doesn't mean you don't have more than enough. Don't worry, I'm not about to get the ushers up to take another offering right now, so just hold on. Just take a deep breath, okay? We're not going to shake you down for another offering today, so if you're a guest with us, just breathe, because I, I knew it. I knew they were after my money. Told you, honey, that's why I wasn't going to go. But I do want to inspire you with vision. So for the next four weeks, we will be talking about Jesus and we. What can we do together? Because we're going to give more to the kingdom of God in 2019 than we've ever done before. We're going to do more and give more in 2020 than we've ever done before. Why? Because we are obsessed with more people and more places because more people need to hear. More people need to hear. Okay? So as I told you, we're not going to be taking up another offering today, but if you are normally a part of your community hope, I would challenge you to take one of these with you today because on, on uh, November 24th, we will be receiving an offering. Okay, so you came a month early, so you're easy, you're good, okay? But I want to plant this vision inside of you. How could I be a part of the more? How could I be a part of the more? Because we are going to touch the world. And I just want to give you, we're going to lead the way with extravagant generosity because God was extravagantly generous with us. And we are going to be extravagantly generous. I'm going to ask you, would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to ask those who are going to be getting baptized today, if you would go ahead and head out into the lobby. We're going, to, we're going to meet out there. We're going to have our water baptism here in just a couple minutes. But I'm just so grateful that you're here today. And I just want to ask you, as I talked about these different levels, interaction with the Holy Spirit, where do you exist today? Where do you exist today? Do you exist at level number one? The Holy Spirit is with you, but you've never surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. I would love to invite you to make that step that today. Or maybe you did a long time ago and you feel like you've walked away. God's just one step back. Maybe you've invited the Holy Spirit into your life, but you've never experienced this next level of actually being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. You feel, when you interact with people, you feel powerless. You know that God has more for you and you want to invite, you just be going to begin to pray and say, God, I invite you in. Maybe you want to take that uh, little tag in front of you and begin to pray and ask God, God, how, how do you want me to use what you've given me? I'm just going to ask you right now in this moment, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Who I've been talking about all morning, the Holy Spirit right now, I believe is talking directly to you. He's asking something of you. What is it that he's asking you to give? What is he asking you to surrender? If you've never surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you can do it right now at this moment. Right now where you're sitting in your seat, you can receive his gift of grace because no one is disqualified from any of this. So if, if you're here today and you say, I want to step deeper into my relation, into a, into a relationship or into relationship that you already have. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you to put your hands out in front of you like you're receiving a gift. Would you just, right now in your own way, would you just pray and talk to God? Say, God, I'm, I give you my life. I believe that you're real. I believe that you've been drawing me. And right now I say yes 
Right now, I open up the door in my heart and my life, and I say, come on in. Maybe there's a place that you've not been willing to invite him into, but right now in this moment, you say, Jesus, come in. Would you stand with me? If you were impacted by this sermon or if you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Community Hope on Facebook and Instagram or at our website, communityhope.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week.